0: Hey, this is Eastlake BBA and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message.
1: All right, I'm Pat, I'm an alcoholic. Hey Pat. And a crystal meth addict. And thanks Louise for asking. It is an honor always to speak and um step 10 is um you know i i like to follow the directions in the big book um it's never lied to me yet (laughs) um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna follow the page 84 where it starts on step 10. um well my first of all my sobriety date is january 8 2007 and it, um, it wasn't, it wasn't my choice to get sober that day. I, uh, I, I believe I was, uh, it was, uh, a spiritual experience, um, cause I didn't want this, um, certainly didn't want to do step 10 or any of the <laughs> steps for that matter. But anyway, um, this thought brings us to step 10. I'm on page 84. Um, and they just got done talking about um, the ninth step and the promises of the ninth step Um, so um and of course you know you have to do the rest of the steps before that but really the kind of cool thing about the process um, of the steps is that um, the cool thing about it is i learned that i that i have a disease you know number one in step one that sets me apart from others makes that makes me different and um, so um, it's not entirely um, my fault you know I have a disease you know that um, that that you know causes me to react differently to alcohol and and drugs Um, and you know coupled with the the mental obsession um, that always brings me back to drinking or using, even though it does bad things to me. That doesn't happen to non-problem drinkers or drug addicts. But even, uh, even you know, without the mental obsession, I have this, you know, this problem, this spiritual malady, we call it, where I'm restless, or irritable, and discontent. And, um, you know, I didn't really understand uh, when people, I would hear that in meetings, restless, irritable, discontent. And, you know... Um, after spending a lot of time, you know, doing steps over and over again and then doing other work, you know, I can honestly look back and remember that, you know, nothing was ever good enough for me in my life. That's really the way it showed up for me. That's what it looked like, is that I was never satisfied with anything. Um, I hated my family. <laughs> I hated um, everything about my life. And the only solution that I that I saw for that, that I could find, was at 10 years old when I found alcohol. And then... Um, that got me in trouble right away. You know, 10 years old, I, as it should. But then drugs became more uh, accessible and easier to hide. Um, so I was a uh, daily uh, crystal meth user uh, at 14. and went to rehab when I was 15 years old. So just to qualify a little bit. And then, you know, rehab and, and, and you know, brief periods of sobriety and, you know, trying to just drink beer only and just smoke marijuana, you know, all these, all those things that we try to do and to try to manage, um, this problem or just living, just trying to, just trying to live, just trying to survive, trying to get by is all it was, you know, trying to, uh, um, trying to have what I thought was a normal life. Um, it says early on, um, I think, in doctors' opinion, my that our alcoholic life is the only normal one that we know, and um, and it's it's funny because I I thought I was normal, <laughs> and I'm the only um, alcoholic in my family. My I have I have three siblings, none of them are addicts or alcoholics, and I think that I'm the normal one. <laughs> so it's kind of ironic. Um, so um, so this thought brings to step 10, it suggests we continue to take personal inventory, continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. This is a must. I must do this. We vigorously cle- uh, commenced, vigorously commenced this way of living as we clean up the past. And this is the promise. We have entered the world of the spirit. <laughs> so um, you know, uh, going through the process of step four, uh, step three and four. Um, it it tells me that my self-centeredness is the root of my troubles. Um, and of course, I can't. You know, in step three, I say I don't really believe that. Is that really me? I mean, maybe you all, but now I don't know about me. You know, I, I don't see it. But when I when I, when we do an honest inventory, I see that it, it is me. It is my self-centeredness which which causes most, if not all, of the problems that I have. Is I I have I'm an extreme example of self-will like it says um so you know we don't do this work out of virtue you know it's not because we're such great people it's because you know because because we have to you know um uh the warning in step four is we must be rid of this selfishness we must or it kills us right um if i don't uh work a daily a program daily to deal with my selfishness um resentments will build i will eventually drink over it you know the the spiritual malady will take hold um, suddenly i'll be experiencing all of those bedevilments on page 52 well not suddenly gradually they'll um, you know more and more areas of my life will be affected and eventually i believe The only solution will be to either use drugs or drink so um and i know that um uh, i don't want to go back to that to that life um i know where it leads so um we've entered the world of spirit our next function is to grow an understanding and effectiveness this is not an overnight matter it should continue for our lifetime continue to watch for selfishness dishonesty resentment and fear So I have a, I just recently started setting an alarm on my phone for every two hours to do this as a reminder. Um, When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Not only do I do that, there's another prayer on the next page where it says, how can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. So I, I do that little prayer too when my alarm goes off. If I'm not resentful or afraid of something, usually I am, but not always. So if I'm not, then I'll see that prayer. I might be going into a situation of yeah, I don't know how. How should I show up here? Yeah, I don't know. Ask God how how I should be in this situation. Um, okay, so we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately, make amends quickly. to harmed anyone. We regularly turn our thoughts so someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So um, you know I. I'll say a little prayer for, for a sponsee or somebody I know who needs help. Uh, sometimes I'll reach out to my sponsor or a friend in the program if there's something that's really bothering me. Um, this is a principle. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So it's, you know, it doesn't come naturally for me to just be loving and tolerant of others. You know, um, Maybe when I was drunk, you know, it was easy, but being sober <laughs> – You know um that's just not my natural state so um that's a principle that i have to with god's help i have to try to i have to set alarms on my phone to remember to try to do that i mean um okay here's the the tenth step promises and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone even alcohol for by this time sanity will have returned we will seldom be interested in liquor if tempted we recoil from it is from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That has, that is how we react so long as we k- keep keep in fit spiritual condition. And that's true. I mean, the problem of alcohol and drugs is just gone. Um, I don't, I don't think about it. I don't obsess about it. Um, it was just literally taken away without me worrying about, you know, how am I going to not drink through the holidays? You know, I mean, that's, that's what it was like before I, uh, um, I didn't think it was possible to have fun without drugs and alcohol. Um, uh, if I was invited to go somewhere and then I had no, no access to alcohol or drugs, then I just wouldn't go. I mean, um, it's just not, not going to be a good time if I have to be sober. And uh, that's not true today. Um, so here's a, a, a warning. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. So that's me, me thinking that um, just being sober is enough. Uh, Just thinking that I've done enough work so far, why do I have to keep doing this shit, (laughs) you know? Um, Or I'm good now, but thanks, I'm good, you know? Um, So uh, it's a daily, it is a daily program. Do I'm not perfect at it, um, but um, I'll tell you what, this is the only thing that ever in my life that I have stuck with, no matter how badly I failed at it, no matter how badly, um, things aren't going right. Um, I still come back to it. I come back to this work. I come back to following the instructions. Um, and not only these instructions, but like my sponsor and, and a lot of us, you know, a lot of the people I know have heard, uh, have learned that we, um, try to stay in that circle and triangle, unity service recovery, you know. um, I have to be uh, committed to at least one meeting. So I have a commitment at a meeting. Um, I have to be sponsoring people, always. Um, And I have to continually work on my own uh, recovery by practicing the steps. Um, I have to stay in that. And um, I remember I tried, well, I, I didn't really try. I didn't feel like I was trying. I, I was, uh, went through a, a, a battle with depression for a while, and, my, and I, I had just gotten a new sponsor. He's my, currently my sponsor, and uh, still after I don't know, 10 years, I think, at least. And I told him I was depressed, and all this shit just happened, and I was just feeling really bad about my life. And uh, um, he says, well, how many guys are you sponsoring? I said, no, nah, you don't understand. I'm not, I'm so depressed. I can't sponsor anybody. And, uh, and that, and he said, that's bullshit. <laughs> so, um, and I know that there's, there is clinical depression out there and I'm, and I'm not saying that, uh, depression is not real. Um, but to say that I'm too depressed to help anybody no, that, that is bullshit, you know? I can help somebody. Um, and this thought came to me the other day when I was working with a sponsee because he's, uh, one of my sponsees, is, is struggling. And and I asked him, do you really think you feel worse than the guy that's in sober living? He doesn't know what he's going to do for, for a job, doesn't even have a place to live. you really think you feel worse than that guy? Do you think maybe you can help him? You know? Uh, um, I don't know. That's just the idea that came to me. And, and so anyway, what I did is I, when he said that I reluctantly, you know, um, worked harder at, at looking for people to sponsor and, um, and I felt like I was doing, I was doing a miserable job at sponsoring, but it turned out to be not true. It turned out to be, um, you know, sometimes when I'm feeling my worst, I can be my best for somebody else in a weird paradoxical kind of way. But, um, you know, you don't have to feel good to be a good sponsor. You know, that's just not true. Um, It might, it's definitely more enjoyable if I feel good. (laughs) But um, that reminds me of another quote, the previous sponsor said, I was doing a, 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 Around of some pretty heavy inventory, you know, I was I was struggling a lot, and I said, "God, it really doesn't feel good doing all this inventory." He said, "That's well, not a feel-good program. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about feeling good. If it's about feeling good, I mean, I feel good. Don't get me wrong, but it's um not doing something because it doesn't feel good is not a good reason to not do something." You know, uh, I've learned this, my, my feelings can change and drop of the hat. I could feel great 30 seconds later. I could be miserable. And then 30 seconds later, I could feel great again. I mean, that's literally how, how feelings work. So it's not a, 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 measuring stick of my, um, serenity or, or, uh, quality of my recovery is how, of how I feel at any given moment is really, it doesn't mean much at all. So, um, Okay, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. And like I said, I have an alarm on my phone to remind me to do that. I also try to do it if I'm uh, during the day, if I'm, I'm at a, a, like a transition from one uh, activity to another, I'll say that quietly to myself. Um, you know, by the way, if everything's going great, it's a little bit harder to do this stuff. You know, that's why I set those alarms. Because if I'm happy and things are going wonderfully, I you know, why would I even bother doing this, right? Um, but, you know, that, that selfishness that, that sneaks up on me, you know. Um, if I get resentful, um, you know, if I'm resentful, there's some self-centeredness, self-centered fear involved with that. Um, and sometimes, you know, it sneaks, it sneaks up on me in that, in the sense that I feel justified. I feel right. I feel like they're wrong. And, um, you know, when people can be wrong and I don't have to be resentful about it. You know, that's the truth. Um, so yeah, that's the must. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. And, and of course it doesn't go with me constantly, but I, um, but I do practice this daily. Um, we can exercise our willpower along this line, all we wish. It is a proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from Him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of His Spirit into us. To some extent, we have become we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. But we must go further, and that means more action. So that's when it gets into uh, step 11. So step 10 is about watching as I go through the day, interacting with other people. Um, And I think people get these two steps confused a lot. Step 11 begins with the the nightly review, right? So, um, you know, it says... Earlier in step 10, we continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And then step 11 begins with, at night, where was I? Resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid. You know, and then we're bringing it to God. So to differentiate 10 from 11, 10 is about my relationship with others. 11 is about my relationship with God. Um, but I'd like to talk about 11 a little bit since we have some time left. Um You know they were. Um, well, I know I'll just I'll just go from the book. I don't want to go there. Um, so step eleven, suggests just prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy in this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. So um, and maybe this will help for some of you who are new because when I was new. My first sponsor said, um, you have to pray and meditate in the morning. And I said, look, I go to work at 6 a.m. <laughs> I don't have time. And, uh, and he said, I guarantee you, whatever time you spend in prayer and meditation, you'll get back at the end of the day. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, all right, I'll do five minutes. <laughs> And, 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 you know, that's how it started for me is just being willing to give myself extra time, five minutes only. And then that five minutes turned into 10 minutes and then 15 minutes. And eventually I was spending, um, at least, you know, a half an hour, sometimes an hour in the morning. Um, and it kind of. It changed, it, it uh, went through a little, you know, different evolutions depending on where I was at. You know, I did some journaling for a while. I did, sometimes I'd use that time to do some step work. Um, or sometimes I would just sit quietly or listen to some, some meditation on YouTube or whatever. Um, and now it's become, you know, kind of some reading and some contemplation. Um, that's what it's been for me lately. Um, or sometimes it's just saying the prayer, you know, and, uh, making sure I at least get the prayer in, you know, if nothing else, at least pray in the morning. Um, and you know, the only, my, I and if you're new, I just suggest that you try to do something along the lines of prayer or meditation. Um, it doesn't have to be, uh, it can be whatever you want it to be. You know, the, the book gives us some direction, but, um. Um, oh. oh, sorry. Is that you my time? Five minutes, five minutes oh, I ago. have five minutes.
2: No, five minutes ago you had
1: five. Minutes. <laughs> oh, so my time's up. Time's up. Okay, <laughs> well then I will leave it at that. Thanks nice for listening to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I it. Thank you. Uh, thank you.
3: I'm already up. I'm Michael. Uh, I'm an addict and an alcoholic. Michael. Thanks, Pat. I too lost track of time, and that was that was good. You could have gone and done uh, step eleven tonight too. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> This part of the book right here keeps coming, coming back to me over and over again, so I'm just gonna read it again. If anybody's heard me read it recently again is, Bill's story and my story remind me of a place where drunk, high, hungover, the next day, remorse, guilt, shame, the whole thing. Towards the end of it, none of it was working. Whether I was almost sober or I was drunk or high, none of it was working. And Bill says, you know, I thought of my poor life or my wife, my husband, Um, there had been much happiness. What I would not give to make amends, but that was over now. So when I'm in step 10 or in step nine or in the other steps, do I remember that desperation of, if I could ever make this right, if I could ever turn this around, I would, but I can't, right? And so now at step 10, God's turned this shit around pretty well, right? So what am I gonna do to keep that? Or am I just gonna kick back and go, oh, this is good, I'm gonna write it out until I burn it into the ground again. (laughs) Yeah, and so this step is about maintenance and growth. I can't grow any more than 24 hours in a day. I can't get to 20 meetings in a day or whatever. I can't keep going to more and more meetings but I can go deeper into this life, the internal life, the spirit world, with more prayer and more meditation and have more experience with God. God's infinite. I'm, I'm finite, but God's infinite. So rather than resting on my laurels, am I going to remember that I'm here with a death sentence? Because that's what you read also, Pat, is that I get this daily reprieve. One more day to live the real Michael that God wants me to? Or am I gonna do the, all the old shit that I used to do? And so a lot of step 10 is keeping me in that place of like, hey, check yourself. You know, am I being honest here? Am I being irritable? Or am I holding on to some resentments? Am I being dishonest with myself or others? Watching, asking, turning, all of those things that are in these instructions. So. A lot of step work, a lot of inventories. I have gotten to that place of today, God has given me a lot of grace. We we were all talking about it before the meeting. We're blessed and we have a lot of grace going on right now or we made it made it this far. So what do I wanna do about it? What do I wanna do about it? And step 10 gives me an opportunity to do something about it and live a better life. And that's why I'm here. So thanks for letting me share.
4: I love how all these steps kind of build up on top of each other, so like step one tells me that I'm powerless and my life is unmanageable and um, surrendering is going to help me to get to a point where I can rely on a power greater than myself to help me to not only um, quit drinking but also to um, live a better life. Mm And um, I always go back to this part at step in step four on page sixty six, um, and you know, and, and I was sober for a really long time, fifteen years, and I was dry, I was so dry, um, and I never picked up the book, and I barely sp- sponsored people, and um, and so I was working with a sponsee, and um, this part really, s- we were on step four, and um, we were reading it out of the book, and it says, "We've turned back." to the list for it held the key to the future. And I never heard those words before. I never heard that looking at my character defects was gonna help me in the future. And so now doing a step ten, those are those 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 are the things that I'm looking at. Those are my, you know, what Pat said, selfishness, my dishonesty, my fear, that my resentment, all of those things that um, if I don't watch for them on a daily basis, you know, I will wind up again where I was. Where I was for 15 years and I don't ever want to go. I mean to to have a lot of time and have people look at you like, "Oh, you got a lot of time." And it was like, "No, you don't. You don't want my my sobriety. You really don't want the kind of sobriety I have because <laughs> I was lying, I was cheating, I was I was doing all of these horrible, I was horrible. I mean the bedevilments, they were they were there. They were there all the time. So um so it so the seventh step tells me that I am asking God to remove these defects so I can be of maximum usefulness to my fellows and to God. So So I have to stay connected not only to God, but it helps me stay connected to the people in my life that that I want to have good relationships with. You know, um, I recently had a situation where uh, there was another woman and and me, and we were mortal enemies. We hated each other. We didn't even know each other, but we hated each other. And... um, it was because of this program, because I was of max, maximum useless, usefulness to her that we have been working together to get to know each other on a level that I have never known anybody before. I mean, I was told you will be fr- I, Somebody made a bet with me, and I was just recently reminded that I owe him $20. <laughs> because I'd never, I'd made the bet because I didn't think it was going to be, I, I was ever going to speak to this woman as, and ever be her friend. Mm-hmm. and. Um, and all I did was the work, and now I have this relationship. I mean, most of my relationships, except for maybe a couple, but those are work people. Um, most of my relationships are uh, important. I, I, I'm I'm useful to people today, and and I don't. I didn't. I got sober because my life was a mess. I stayed sober because I didn't want to drink, but my life was still a mess, and. Um, and um, so the key to the future. That's 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 what I was told. And um, and yeah, step ten. Thanks.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, I'm Travis, and I'm an alcoholic.
6: Travis.
5: Uh, so um, it's funny because I it's just kind of I realized today that you know I'm on my ninth step right now to make amends and. I'm not even in a hurry to do it because I had such a good, like, thorough four-step that, you know, I, I wrote down all my wrongs and all my resentments and everything and, and kind of just threw them away in the past. And, like, when before, when I first was always trying to get sober... Um, I always, I wanted to make amends right away to my family, you know. Oh, I'm sober, I'm clean, come, you know, come be my friend again, come be my family member again, come, you know, hang out with me and come pick me up, whatever. You know, and um but I wasn't really working the steps. You know, but I was so eager, you know, to get everything back, you know, my family and friends. But since I finally did work the steps, like I said, um you know, uh, it making amends is like it's not really the first on my list anymore, um, just because I'm I'm so comfortable with myself now that I have a new beginning, I have a new start, and I'm right with God. That you know, like that God is my Father now, and you know, even though my my folks aren't really don't really want to see me, or my family doesn't really want to see me because of my past, it's like it really doesn't matter to me that much right now because I'm I'm doing so well and. You know, I really want to just do God's will and and, and be my own person now, be a new person. But, um, you know, I'm not on the 10th step yet. But um, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm like in the middle of my ninth. I did actually ch- attempt to like make, you know, a 9th step uh, men's with my family. And they said, you know, we're not ready to see you. So I can't make a direct men's, but if you want to, you know, you can call us up, you know. and. I take a couple weeks, and I called them, and it was a good conversation. You know, they are proud of me, but they, they still don't really want to see me. But it's cool, you know. But I still have a couple more people on my men's list to do. Um, you know, like my, my brother and my aunt, and nothing too big. And, but like I said, I'm so comfortable with myself now, and I'm so, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, so, I'm really happy inside. and I'm making good strides. That it's like I don't even want to bug them, you know like i just I just want to keep moving forward and and when you know when that amends happens, it happens and and I'm not trying to like you know push it, you know, I probably will feel a lot better, but like i said I'm just moving forward but um yeah, I'm on my ninth step, and uh the tenth step is um something i you know, I haven't got into yet with my sponsor yet, but I'm sure that I've, I've been doing it in my head because all I know is every day, all day long, you know, I'm always praying and, and trying just to stay close to God and do his will. And um, I feel that I'm like in a strong mindset now and it's all um, because of the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And so I'm really blessed today. And um, thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you.
2: My name's Jason, Recovered Drug Act now. Call it. Jason! Um, I want to comment to you, Brother Travis. Uh, so, in the book, it says, We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. So, there's a lot of things in the 10 step pages that could help you with your immense process. That, that's the directions in the book are for me to vigorously commence. 10 and 11 way of living as I'm cleaning up the past because the reason is I needed God's help for that I I have to ask God how can I best serve you I have to continue to be aware of what's going on in my mind and my selfishness and my resentment that's happening because it manifests in so many strange different ways right and I can justify stuff so it's something to consider talk to your sponsor about it Um, that's on page 84 it says that vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past so it's awesome. Um, so I'd like to just talk to the new people tonight that aren't at, you know, we got new guys that aren't in step work yet. We got people that have just commenced in step work or starting that maybe aren't there yet. And then we've got those of us that have been through the work and are taking people through the work. So it's a lot of different levels of recovery and sobriety, right? So to the new people, this 10th step is the way that us who have recovered Continue to ask for help, which we do daily, right? Um, which is what's required of you guys to commence on this journey. The first thing you got to do is ask somebody for help. When you don't ask somebody for help. You're not going to get any help, right? <laughs> We're continuing to ask for help every day. So that, that doesn't stop. It's harder in the beginning. Some might disagree with that. Sometimes it's harder in sobriety. Just like Pat was saying, you're having a great day. You know, Why do I need to ask God for help? Um, another thing that I related to new recovery is one day at a time. See, as you read those pages, they're telling us about living life one day at a time. So I'm new in recovery. I got to live one day. I got to ask for help. I got to live one day at a time. Every day is a day that we ask. That's what Pat read every day. It says, right? Daily reprieve is what it said, right? One day at a time, bro. One day at, Continue to watch. Not weekly. Daily. Right? So, me personally, I continue to live my life one day at a time. I have to. So, in that respect, I'm asking for help. I'm living one day at a time. It's, it's right the same place you guys are at. Nothing different, right? Um, those of us that are in this step journey, you know, you go, we, we go through the Big Book Awakening process. And we ask you guys, to open these pages and read them from the get-go. Four pages. And what I've done is open the pages and read them. We're not talking about practicing it. We're not talking about understanding it. What happens is you're inviting God into your step process, and you don't even know it. You open those pages. You contemplate those words. And if you do it every day, something happens. Something happens. And by the time we get to that step, wow. it's 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 rad now we can commence we're making our amends we commence to make this as a way of life right um so that would be for the people that are in this step where continue to open those books continue to read those pages um and then there's us that have been through the work and we're taking people through the work and you know what are we really doing what are we what am i really doing there's questions in there we take these statements we turn them into questions right we turn them into questions and so as I even look at those two pages of the 10th step I can ask myself am I continuing to take personal inventory am I really am I continuing right have I entered the realm of the spirit what does that look like in my life today right am I loving and tolerant not all the time Definitely not all the time. And that's OK. It's OK for me to admit that, to talk about it, to take it to God, because that's the truth. Right. And then here's something for you guys who look forward to the new guys. And this is this is awesome. Have I ceased fighting anything and everything in my life today? And I just stop there and contemplate that. That's a deep question. Have I really seen it says even alcohol, drugs, anything and everything. Right. Am I safe and protected from alcohol and drugs? Am I in a place of neutrality? Has my problem been removed? Yes. Swear. Removed through this process, okay? That's the beauty of the people that come up here that have been through this that can testify to you. All right? That's, that's true. Gone. Removed. Okay? Am I resting on my laurels? Am I standing back and saying, I'm good, today was a great day, I don't need to open that book. <laughs> Me, personally, I, I have to open it every day, but I'm new to recovery, man, you know? I don't know where I'll be when I'm like, Michael or Luis or Pat, you know, you guys got time. I don't know, I can't, all I know is I'm new I open it every day. I have to. That's just for me personally. That's a way for me to avoid not doing it on good days. It's just, it it gets opened. Period. It's not a question. I get up earlier, Pat, because I too leave my house at 530 in the morning. So, am I spiritually maintaining daily? Am I doing that in my life? Am I asking God each and every day how I can best serve him? See, we got, what, like eight questions from two pages right there that I can just contemplate in recovery and say, am I doing this stuff? And I feel as you get to the bottom of those pages, the most important thing comes into play. And it asks me a question. Have I carefully followed directions? Have I? Because if I haven't, I would have to say that I said early in the beginning of the book that I believe everything these people have to say. So now they're telling me, have I care?" If I have carefully followed directions, then and only then do I begin to feel the flow of his spirit into my life. So am I feeling that? Am I following directions? That's that's the beauty of this process. We get to ask these questions to be honest with ourselves. Am I growing God conscious and am I developing a sixth sense? Yes. And it's a level of awareness. It's a level of understanding myself and not being afraid to talk about it and to grow. I maintain God grows. Right? I maintain God grows. So something to look forward to. Something to keep doing. Something for me to ask myself every day. Thanks for having me show.
0: Hi, Luis, alcoholic, Pat, thanks for coming down and sharing. Uh, You know, my sobriety date is November 22nd, 2014. I've been sober for over eight years by the grace of God. When I got here, I was completely broken, filled with guilt, shame and remorse. Uh, I lost faith in, in my, uh, in my belief that I could actually manage and control my drinking and Right away, I got invited to a workshop. It's a six-month workshop where we go through the 12 steps over six months. And there I learned that alcoholism actually is a hydra. It's a three-headed beast. And I had no idea. I was so blind. And, you know, there's a physical part when I take that first drink, I just break out wanting more. And I just don't stop until I black out. While I'm not, even if I don't have this stuff in my system, I have a mental obsession over the fact that Maybe today will be better. Maybe today, there's no way I'm going to drink 6 a.m. from a blackout. No way, 6 p.m. I got 100 excuses why I should do it again. And then I'm just like, the whole day I'm just focused on this party of one. And then I learned that this is, the root of this is their spiritual malady. And of course, because I've been running away from God for over 30 years. And, you know, um, having sponsored men and women now, I can tell you that it's harder for those who have grown up with faith. Than those of us who have been running away um it's been my experience but you know uh i come to believe and then i surrender this fight over something that i was never designed to fight against which is alcoholism and god you know over the course he removes it it's a miracle it tells us on page 85 and that's been my experience and so for me you know uh Page 85 says, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. And what I could tell you is that today I'm a lifelong learner, right? God wants to discipline me. We alcoholics, it tells us on 88, we're very undisciplined. And really what that comes to is, I am a student. I'm gonna submit myself to this discipleship uh, process, which is not enough to believe, it's to follow. Is what it comes down to. And no bumps. And so, you know, one way to start every day is with the third step prayer on page 63. God, I offer myself to you so you can build, you know, and, and it goes from there. And um, let me go back to where I was reading. If we have carefully followed directions, right, followed. I said it's not enough to believe is we have to follow. We have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. And so that is truly what's. What I'm opening myself up to is to receive God's spirit that is going to give me the strength and the courage, the access to his power so I can actually live this way, of live this out. I need this because on my own, I can't can't do it. And uh, I imagine if you're here, maybe you already identified with some of the stuff I've said and maybe even struggling with it and trying really hard on your own all this time. But um, the good news is, is that whether you believe or not, um, this spirit is already flowing in this room. There's people who had prayed, you know, before this building came up, that, we, that people who needed God would find their way, who needed a 12 steps, who needed a way out of hell, which is what the original title of this book was gonna be. It was gonna be the way out. And that's really where we're at. And so um, it says we continue to uh, watch Uh, On page 84, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment and fear when these crop up, we ask God. And so there's going to continue to be trouble in my life, but I no longer have to do it alone. Right. I now have access to God's spirit one day at a time, which means I have to refill. I have to. And it could be the middle of the day. Believe me, I have two little kids. And some, you know, I'm a single dad. Sometimes I literally got to get on my knee and just ask, ask the Spirit to give me the fruits. Let me be gentle and kind because those little, those little, they're counting on me, right? And I wrote, today I want to be the father that I didn't have as a child. I'm grateful for the man my dad became that I, and I'm grateful that this process allowed me to see later that as an adult, he became the father that this alcoholic needed. But I, but I want to do things different for my for my kids, you know? Not just break the, from the chains of addiction and alcoholism for myself, but help them stay free from this stuff, you know? Because it's a generational disease. It doesn't just come after you. It's coming after your whole family, right? we have a whole chapter in it. Uh, we ask God, it says... Um, when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. I'm going to continue, as Jason has pointed out, and others. I'm going to continue throughout the day. I'm going to ask God, help me. Help me. Which, again, you know, there's a scripture that I remember. It said, when I am weak, then I am strong. And the part that's missing is, when I am weak, I'm going to reach out to God. Today, I call him Papa. Right? And I know that by me having this relationship with God and in this intimate... Just like my son and daughter have it with me. I can reach out and ask. It comes with an inheritance. Right? It, it, it Childlike faith means I'm going to depend on God like I am a, like a child. And I'm going to believe that he's going to provide. Right? Because these promises. I mean, this text is written from 1939. You know? And it's still, the promises still stand today. And so like it was pointed out, we cease fighting. On my own, I couldn't do this. But today, I'm so grateful that I have this pause that no matter, sometimes I'm thinking some crazy stuff and I'm grateful that I don't actually say it and I'm refla- and I'm aware of it. And I'm like, thank you, God. Because otherwise, I'd have to make another step ten tenements. You know? And so, if you're new, stick around. You know, we have an Awesome 12 step program. We have a way of doing it that really helps us get freedom from a whole bunch of stuff that maybe you've been carrying for a while, for longer than you should. And so I'm very grateful and thank you for letting me share. Thank you
7: Burning alcoholic. Burning. You know, step 10 is amazing. You know, first I got to give God all the glory, you know, for giving me the chance. Well, he's been given many chances at life, you know, <laughs> but this time I'm, I'm taking fully advantage of it, you know, because uh, uh, tomorrow's not promised, you know, to any of us and I want to do right. But step 10 has given me peace, joy, freedom, you know, free will. I mean, I have a conversation with uh, God, my Lord and Savior every single day, every morning at 705, right at devotion. I'm in a program, the Salvation Army program. I've been there for 325 days. Next month, I'll be have a year clean, and I can't wait for that, you know? Something that I never planned, I never imagined, and I didn't want to be clean, straight up. You know, um, I always thought I was end up dead by the bottle. I'm not gonna lie. But you know what? I surrendered on July 26th of last year. I surrendered my entire life and will. Now all I gotta do is pray for everything and worry about nothing. It's all on him, you know. I just rely on him for everything. But my ten step, every single day I use it, no matter what it is, you know. Guy pisses me off. uh, Ask for patience. Give me peace, please. But every single day I use it in my life, and um, you know, self meditation, all that. It does work if you allow it to work, you know. For the new guys, um, don't be afraid to come up here, you know. Um, Believe me. Uh, you know let some let some stuff out, and it feels awesome. You know, thank you uh, Sean I'm an alcoholic um,
6: 10 step uh, Yeah, it's uh, definitely an important step especially um, about ready to uh, graduate uh, the Salvation Army six-month program completed uh, in two weeks so I'm pretty excited about that and uh, that step has helped me through that program more than you could even imagine. There's a hundred guys and 500 different personalities, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. And uh, it, it just it, it makes me uh, reflect on my past, where I didn't really pause, and I wouldn't really care what I said to you. I would just burn that shit down. Just all right, I'm 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 going right after you. And uh, I've changed. I've changed in a lot of ways, especially uh, with the morning devotions. I've opened up my Bible again. I read Proverbs of the day every day, and then I go back and I read uh, uh, Psalms 18. Every morning I I read Psalms 18 religiously. It's just just a passage in the Bible that I really like. Um, And then the Proverbs of the day, and then also when I'm wrong, which I don't like to admit ever, um, I probably admit it. And um, I was actually able to do a men's process here at this meeting with my old sponsor, Mike, over here. And uh, it actually really felt good. It was a, it was a good little moment. I, I, I like, grabbed him. I was like, come over here. i got to talk to you. He's like, hey, let me talk to you. No, I need to talk to you. <laughs> so it was actually a good little moment between us. And, you know, the process works. Um, um, we're all living proof that the process does work if you trust it, if you work it. And um, if you believe in yourself and you believe in a higher power than, greater than yourself, there's no way that you could fail through this. And if you wake up every morning and give yourself a little bit of time to thank him for today and thank him for, you know, waking you up and getting you out of bed and getting you moving through the day, there's no way you can fail this program. And I'm Sean. I'll take another 24. Thank you.
8: Good evening, my name is Jose, and I'm a recovering alcohol addict. Well, step 10. I'm not there yet, but you know what? I'm on step eight. I got I to gotta make my list, you know, for my amends. Like I said last time, uh, it's more like a book. No list. It's a book. I burned out all my bridges I came across. I, I was a really messed up person. Um, but step four has helped me a lot. You know, uh, I'm in the program. Uh, it's a six-month program, and I've been there a year. You know, by the grace of God, uh, last Thursday I got a year clean and sober. Yeah. So um, yeah. it wasn't easy. A lot of years. If I said it was easy, I did struggle. To this day, I still struggle. You know, I. But I, by the grace of God, to my higher power, I. I drop to my knees every morning and I ask God. Uh, I used to ask God. Now I thank Him. You know, I thank Him to give me the strength to keep pushing forward, to reward my worries, to. Uh, just keep giving me like what I need. You know. Uh, And as uh, being in the program, working in admin, I'm the one that receives them. So for me, it's a constant reminder how I came in or what I could do um, because I'm one bad decision of throwing all this away just like that in the blink of an eye. Um, Yeah, I'm human. I'm still going to make mistakes. But you know what? Now I can get through them without messing up, without running to the bottle, without running to the drugs, without just looking for the easy way out. Because that's how I was. I, I I would run to the easy. Whatever easy was, that's what I would do. And now I, I don't have to do that. I'm still struggling with my my character defects, you know. I am human. I do still have anger issues. But you know what? I don't blow up. I don't get physical. And uh, I learned to love myself and others. I learned, to, I, lo- I learned to respect myself and others. This program had taught me a lot, you know. 11, 11 uh, 12 months ago, I would not be here talking to you guys. I wouldn't care about you guys. You know, just like I said before, you know, if you were Mexican and you didn't talk to me about money, if you had no women, especially no drugs, I had nothing to do with you. I wouldn't benefit from you. That's just how I was, that mentality that I had in and out of prison, county, state, federal, juvie, I've done it all. And you know what, I'm not proud of it because at the end of the day, I didn't gain anything. I didn't get no diploma. I can't use them for my resume, you know? So it's like, what am I doing? You know, I say I'm a man, I, I need to act like one. And, um, yeah, man, like I said, I want to listen to my mom, my parents, you know, like my kids or my girl. But then again, I get someone else to have power over me. I just contradict myself, you know. So now I just I'm doing everything I want to do when I want it, you know, but the right way. I learned to have integrity. I'm still working on that, you know. There's time that I kind of slip, I still see something shining, I kind of want to go for it, but I catch myself and I am you know what, it's not worth it. It's not worth throwing all this away for what, you know, um, like I said, man, step, it's three basic steps. Step one, if you're here, you're already doing step one, you're accepting the fact that you have a problem and you want some, you want to help with it and you're going to get it in these rooms. Step two says... Came to believe a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. It says, came to believe. It doesn't say you believe. So it took me four months to actually give in. I didn't want nothing to do with God, man. I lost my parents in a murder-suicide in 2009. My dad strangled my mom to death and stabbed her, and then he shot himself with my 22 rifle on New Year's Day. I still, to this day, I still have trouble coping with that because, you know, it's in my, it's, it's in my conscience, you know? I'm like, probably if I didn't have that gun there, he would have probably done that. Whatever reason he did it, poor, I don't know, you know? And I had that big question, why, why? But I, through this program, I learned to let go a lot of things. You know, resentment towards my dad, um, to other people that hurt me. Cause you know what, I hurt a lot of people. Um, in my addiction, I was a really messed up person. I, I was scared to change. Why? Cause I was gonna catch that feeling back, feeling love. You know, just embarrassed. You know, all that stuff that I did. I reflecting. I'm reflecting on all that. You know what? I, I did a lot of dirt. I a a lot of damage to people, even myself. And um, but. Why God has me here? I don't know, probably to have a pass my message on or whatever, someone else can learn from it, whether it's good or bad. You know, I was really messed up, man. Like I said before, if I go to your house, I will steal whatever I could from your house. If I was getting high with y'all, you, steal your sack and help you look for it. You know, I was messed up, but I'm, I'm just tired of the same cycle, doing drugs, getting high, eventually doing something done, getting caught for it. And I've been lucky so many times, you know, every day I'm like, you know what? Every time I get locked up and I'm in that cold cell, I'm like, you know what? God, if you let me out, I'll do it right this time. And I, and I cry like a little girl, man. You know what? Let me get through this so I can get out and do it all over again. And I do. And I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And um, I'm tired of that life. I'm actually just doing good now. I'm doing so good that everything's falling in place. I got my kids back in my life. You know, I got my family back in my life. They didn't want nothing to do with me. All those doors that were open, I shut them. Because every, all, the, all the bad things I did, I would lie, cheat, and manipulate every day, every chance I could, you know, just to get my way because it was Jose's world. But you know what? I don't got to live like that. Being cool is losing your freedom, not having no one around you, nobody wanting to hang out with you because you're going to do them dirty, either mess around with their girls or steal their stuff. I don't want to be that person no more. You know, I want to be able to help other people now, and that's what I'm doing. And this program taught me that, you know, Look around. it might not be a lot of people, but everybody right here is struggling with the same thing. You know, addiction, whatever your addiction is, you know. And I have a lot of addictions. I have a lot of them. And you know what? Little by little, every, it's God's removing all that from my path, you know. They say the storms come and, and you're all like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Just one day at a time. I used to be scared. I, I was, like I said, I was scared for change, for what people were going to say or think. And my addiction, I didn't give a Damn about what you thought about me or whatever, you know. Why should I care now? So I don't care if you think I'm soft or I'm this or I'm that. I make my own decisions and I'm walking straight now. And you know what? I have a job. uh, By the time I finish the program, I'll have a job. And uh, I'm a fat boy, you know, I like eating. I gained 48 pounds in my recovery, you know? And before I'm like, man, I thought I was all sucked up that I look cute. Man, I was skinny. I look like a cartoon character, man. And uh,
3: but
8: now look. Like I said, man, I don't got to be hired drunk to do any dumb things. I do dumb things on the natch. But you know what? You guys are family. This is what I like, coming to this program, because every time somebody speaks, you could, if something clicks, you could relate, no matter what it is. Even if it don't make sense, trust me, someone else thinking the same thing. I used to be scared in those chairs. I didn't want to come and speak. on am like, man, they're going to judge me and criticize me. Why? Because that was one of my character defects. I would criticize and judge you right away without even knowing you. And, um, work the steps, man. Like, if you have any doubts or questions, open that book. Read it. You're going to get your answers right there. I, I didn't never wanted to read. If it wasn't, like, something I didn't like, I wouldn't read it. But now that book, that book has helped me a lot. This program has, too. Like I said, it, helped, it gives me my family back. And this is a new family, too, as well for me. Every meeting that I go to, they always like, hey, how you did it? How you did it? It hasn't been easy. It's not easy. You didn't become an addict or an alcoholic overnight, and this is not going to Change or help you right overnight. It takes time. Just have patience, you know? Everything will get better. I um, said so that's all I got, and I hope you guys keep coming back. God bless Thank you,
3: brother. Hi, my name is Joel. Hello. Um, I think I'm an alcoholic. Um, um, first time. First time. About 40 years ago, was a kid, I was with, with my dad in one of those chairs. And I look at my dad, I said, I'm never gonna be like my dad, admitting that I'm a co- alcoholic. And here I am. I need to admit that I'm alcoholic. Yesterday, all right. My worst day as a parent—I lose my family. Tonight, I'm gonna go to my house by myself, and I need help. I need help. I am a Jesus believer, and like we said. It's so hard. It's so hard. I think it's harder when you know Jesus because you know the way. And you still go the other way. All this knowledge that I thought I had. And here I am asking, begging for help. See you next week.
0: if you enjoyed today's podcast we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com you can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast thank you for joining us today on the east lake big book awakening podcast